Hello, happy hump day, and welcome to another episode of the Stop Faking It podcast with me, your host, Emily Bracey. I am so lucky to have today's guest here with me. I would like to say that we are both some OJ, OJ. Wow. (laughs) I literally just told Angela, I was like, I just smoked a blunt. Anyway, we are both some OJ. I know, right? One for one. One for zero. I don't know what to count. Starting now, <laughs> I would like to say that we are both some OG memers from back in like, we say 2016, 2017, 15. Yeah. 15? Okay. I don't like to age myself that much, but you're right. <laughs> but anyway, already said her name. My guest is Angela Joy. You are a fellow content creator, but you are now a sober comedian. Yes, I am. I had to say sober because all my followers know I am actually did a sober episode a little bit ago and it went really well. So when you popped in my mind, I was like, wait, comedy and sobriety. I was like, let's go, girlfriend. Yes. But yeah, um, obviously both being sober, we both have the fact in common that we ran meme pages pretty much off of like memes of like binge drinking, hangovers. Yep. So yeah, do you want to talk about your meme creation experience um, and how kind of it played along in your sobriety? Definitely. Yeah. So my page originally was where did my vodka go? Classic. Started. Yeah. When I started it, it was basically a bunch of memes of like Disney, um, Disney photos, but then like the text was about drinking. So Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, when the bartender asked how many shots I want, it's the picture of the genie, like with, you know, things like that. So I think the fact that it was a combination of drinking and Disney mm-hmm. it just like, in the first year just like exploded I think I grew like to a hundred thousand followers in 2015 that was back when the algorithm was I literally have that noted it yes. says don't you miss the old algorithm days yes, so much so much <laughs> it was like every day like a thousand followers a thousand yes. followers like I can't keep up and now it's like literally we have to like dance now like no we're in our 30s we're not dancing like Jersey calm down yeah like back when you could even only post like one photo yeah and you and like and also you would tag ever do you remember when you would yes everyone and then like all the hashtags too were like super important yeah so different now we were also um very into creative fonts I feel like back then oh my gosh yes and the watermarks like your watermark on the photos like multiple multiple watermarks Yeah, and people still stole shit. I know. My favorite is when I look back to like my old tweets that I like posted as memes, and like it says my Twitter handle, and then like in it, it says like my watermark. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to. People are crazy, but then you know, I think I learned later that you literally can just like relook up pretty much every tweet that's not deleted, so you can always be like, it's right there, just by like typing it in. But yeah, Yeah. I was like double, triple watermark. Totally, because back then it was like it was really like you know, cutthroat kind oh, of. Yeah, it really like, was. Someone, and someone posted one of your memes and like took the watermark on, mm-hmm. you message them. And 100%. it was like drama. Like, yeah. <laughs> so much drama. <laughs> but yeah, this is what we do here. We get on tangents. <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, so yeah. It started with that. And then um, in 2020 is when I got sober. Mm-hmm. I got sober two weeks before the pandemic. Oh. Uh, so that was fun crazy um, lifestyle change yeah where most people during the pandemic turned to drinking I was yeah. like 
not. And it was, I mean, honestly, honestly, it was the perfect time for it because mm-hmm. the world was shut down. So, yeah. and my issue was more, I was drinking alone at home near the end. Okay. And then, you know, I was still working through the pandemic. So that helped too. Okay. And then it felt kind of weird posting these, you know, drinking memes mm-hmm. all the time and encouraging this like, you know, unhealthy lifestyle that was yeah. like, you know, almost killed me. And so I was like, yeah. I think I want to take a, a different route with this. And I had a backup page, which was Daily Shit Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popular, you know, still, there, was, still there, still there. And yeah. then uh, so I transferred that name to instead of where did my vodka go, I put mm-hmm. Daily Shit Talk instead. And then that way, you know, where my vodka goes gone, but it's Daily Shit Talk with the same mm-hmm. followers. And then Daily Shit Talk page, I turned into Angela Joy Comedy. So now that I can post my gotcha. and all of my own personal content. I remember um, like after you changed it, it was so cute. You had it in your bio. You were like, the vo- uh, where did my vodka go? Got sober, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> her. And it was just... I, yeah. So it was 2020. So it was when I was still anonymous and mm-hmm. my, not even just like being anonymous up to that point, but no one knew that after, after three years of having the page, like I met my now husband. So I was in a very serious relationship and I'm posting like all these, I mean, I still post memes about like one night stands and stuff like that as I do a drinking every once in a while. Cause right. I lived it for so long and oh, yes. it's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. Like like it's like living like this double lifestyle double almost life. right totally. which you can get with the you guess with or get with the drinking yeah and so anyway yeah like I was always nervous like oh my god what are people gonna think not only that like I'm in a relationship but like I'm married yeah so, like the we were talking about like the first interview I ever did and showed my face I was like oh yeah I'm married too I've I think we were married almost a year by then yeah. But, um, so that was really weird. I think in total in a year, I lost like 60,000 followers because of that. Yep. It's but so crazy. Did you, how was like your like experience with the crossover of like content changing? Um, it actually, it was, uh, it was fine. I actually got mm-hmm. a lot of messages from people. Cause I kind of did an introductory video of just basically being like, Hey guys, this is what's happening with the page. You may have noticed the name change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sober now. And I got a r- lot of really supportive DMs. I love that. Good. Yeah, really encouraging, but I lost about 40,000 followers yep. Isn't that just, crazy? From changing, just from changing the name. Like I hadn't even announced anything different yet. Just yeah. changed where did my vodka go to daily shit talk. And yeah. I was still posting like drinking stuff, but just from changing the name. Wild, like, right? So wild. Yeah. Like so judgy almost. I know. <laughs> so, I know. I know. I'm kind of glad you said that today. Um, because I mean, you, you get it like literally for so long, every once in a while, I'm like, I need to change my page name. I need to change my page name. But I was just talking to another account who's a lot bigger than mine. And they were talking about like, oh, I should change my name, my page. And I was like, but it, it it's almost like your brand now. And it's a hard, yes. it's a, it is. And it's a hard choice. And like, it is. I'm like, I'll always be that hoe at heart. So <laughs> yeah. And but, it's like that. Yeah. It's a big risk too. It is. Yeah, I mean, you just have to be okay with it. And that's what I yeah. constantly tell myself. I was like, you know what? That's fine if I lost the followers. You know, I really want the followers who want to be here yes. anyway and who, you know, want to talk about more than just blacking out on the weekends. Exactly. And, you know, like yeah. So, and that's why I interpret a lot of more things. Also, because I was so young when I started the page. Same. Like, yeah. You know, uh, things. <laughs> 
strange. And it's like, now I find humor in those memes about being in your thirties and being tired. You know, <laughs> right. Going like, to bed by I, eight. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I feel like my followers are responding with that too, because I think they've grown with me. So it's kind of like, I we're believe all that. It's like Miley place. Cyrus and her fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all grown with all Miley. We're with Hannah Montana. Now we're with her. Like, and we're growing with Angie too. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that is beautiful. But yeah, um, I'm not really like into the reels dancing and stuff. Like no one, I get the word cringe a lot at me, but I think once you turn 30, it just, it just happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount I of just... times I've been told I'm cringe this past year, I'm like, y'all are cringe. I don't give a fuck. It's in my name. Everybody is. Everyone. I know. I love being cringe. Yeah. So, um, on okay, so we talked about kind of like your sobriety story and how it pay- played along with your Instagram account and your comedy. But do you want to just even just talk about your sobriety story a little bit? Um, I have a lot of followers actually, like you said, you have since that are like, they're like super, super supportive. And it's funny because I like have a similar thing. And I notice even these people who are super, super supportive, it's almost cooler when it comes from someone who like, isn't sober. Cause it's like, yo, I can do what I want. Like, that's a good ass friend or that's a good ass follower. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've just kind of had some experience with that and I want to hear your story about your story. So, I mean, I started drinking when I was like, you know, in high school, like 17. I remember I was like one of the last ones of my friends to drink. And I was like, same. Yeah. And I was like, kind Mine of. Mine was in college. Was like, college? Oh, nice. Yeah, like freshman year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm being responsible and I've made the decision that now I'm ready to drink. Like, <laughs> I love it. So responsible. Um, what's your, what's your sun sign? Uh, my sun sign. I always forget. I'm a Scorpio. And oh, I that's your sun sign. That is my sun sign. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. If you're so, okay. I was just wondering. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So drank blacked out, of course, first time. Yeah. And it was like, you know, every time I drank, it was kind of like that. And I didn't really like in my 20, like early twenties, when I first moved out to LA, it wasn't, I wasn't really drinking that much, but it was every time I did, yeah. it would was to blackout and then I got in a relationship and mm-hmm. my first relationship and uh he had his own addictions with like weed and things like that so I kind of turned to alcohol yeah and um I really started like experiencing experimenting with wine and like you know just being curious about that and then it just kind of escalated and you know became this thing where it was like Angie always blacks out mm-hmm. I would like choke people like get wow violent, yeah I would drink like I think because I'm small so I was trying to prove like yeah and it all you know from what I've realized you know being sober now it all stems from a place of like Mm self-hatred you know you learn a lot about yourself when you become sober I said that on my last Uh, sobriety episode and like I want to say that again to everyone obviously like you can agree you see like obviously the good but you see the bad and the ugly of yourself and you see it sober yeah (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. Yeah. And you have to sit sit with it, you know, mm-hmm. and feel it. And um, yeah, so then it was really like from uh I would say 2015 to when I got sober in 2020. Mm-hmm. That was when it really, really escalated. And then I went through a divorce also in 2017. So it got even worse. So then okay. it, it had gone to the point where it was I was drinking three bottles of wine a night. Wow. I was literally living by the bottle, just waking mm-hmm. up. I was living in a constant state of hungover Yeah, where I just feel my body dying. Like, and my, my brain, I felt wow. like my brain was like coming out of my skull sometimes. And mm-hmm. like, 
you know, I'd be like one, a wine in one hand and Gatorade in the other. Like, Meanwhile, smart. you're running this comedy page that's literally like based off. Totally. And I was finding comfort in that. Yeah. Because that, that was the danger. If thousands part. of people are commenting and liking, like, yes. you're like, oh, I'm the queen bee of the yes. LP. That was totally, <laughs> totally the, the dangerous part is that I was like justifying and finding yeah. comfort it's work. in like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's work. I'm, you know, expert, you know, I'm doing this for research and mm-hmm. whatever. And then also seeing other people commenting and responding positively. Sorry, this is my, that's okay. <laughs> all dogs are welcome here. It's a Bailey, oh, um, you know, just having people basically encouraging that behavior, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, um, it just got to a point where, um, in 20 January of 2020, I had a, a friend of mine, um, pass away due to a drug overdose. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, and it's, it's okay. And, um, that was kind of like, it's red, yeah, it's like a wake up, wake up call. And so I didn't drink for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that but then then when I started again at her funeral I, I started drinking. Aww, yeah that, it was just like down yeah down. and um yeah it got to the point where I was living with my sister at the time mm-hmm. and she had told me this many times like saying like you have a problem you need yeah. to do this but it just like I wasn't ready like that's the yeah. main thing mm-hmm. about it you have to be ready. And, um, but basically she, I, I could, I could tell I was like this, I'm dying. Like I'm yeah. really going to die if I keep this up and I don't want to, but I felt so yeah. trapped. And then, um, she gave me this, you know, talk, basically ultimatum. Like I am moving out. Um, you need to get help. Um, uh, if you don't quit drinking, like I can't be in your life anymore. And thank God, honestly, that was like, yeah, the, Finally, the light bulb came on. Um, but what's funny is this was on February eighteenth, um, mm-hmm. so my sober date would have been February nineteenth, and I was like, "Ew, like that's not like a cute date. Like I want like a date that's like cute and rememberable, yeah. you know." So, like, so I'll have one more bottle of wine, and then I'm gonna get sober. <laughs> I was like on o two twenty 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 because that's super cute. Like, oh my god. Cute- so then I literally had like one last bottle of wine terrible and uh, I made sure it was like a shitty bottle of wine so I yeah. and um and then yeah and then I went to AA on 02 2020 and That's I so cute. AA for five days straight but then yeah. I kind of realized I'm not saying that it, it doesn't work for some people yeah. it works magic for so many people but everybody's sobriety's journey is different that's mm-hmm. the main thing I've learned from this and it just was not for me it yeah. was mo- it was more damaging because I, I felt like it was more depressing and emotionally draining going mm-hmm. to those meetings and I wanted to drink more so yeah. I personally I, I I haven't been in the program but I've, I'm like rock solid in it and in my yeah. own sobriety and I've been fine I'll go to meetings every once in a while but again it still kind of leaves me with that emotionally drained feeling and yeah like, and every like you said everyone's different yeah. um I never it's funny that you say that because um one time I was at the bar and this it was like a friend of a friend who was really drunk and he like mm-hmm. offered me a drink I was like no I don't drink anymore actually and this was probably like a year in and um he was like oh what AA meeting do you go to and I was like yeah. I was like I, I don't actually yeah. Like I don't. And actually that was my year of, I was like my second stint of not drinking. The first one wasn't like a, um, like I, it, I knew it wasn't going to be like one of like, this is, this is what I need to do forever. I think it was like almost what I needed after the wake up call I was going to get. 
I feel like if I never would have gotten sober that first time and knew yeah. how well it was for my brain, because I talk about it on my podcast a lot. I'm bipolar, um, bipolar too. Oh, so right. it really was like, and I was almost, I mean, I just found that out in like 2018. So I'm like still, you know, learning that about myself. Yeah. So this, um, things were, yeah, they were getting bad. And I was like, it just hit me like you allow that first time I went so long without drinking. Like I want to do that again. And then yeah. I texted you a couple of days ago that this Thursday I'll be 500 days sober. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, it's just, okay. Yeah. And it's funny that you say just, you know, obviously everyone's different and with that. And so I go to, um, actually I have one. Oh, tomorrow I go to some online support groups every week for bipolar okay. disorder and depression. And right. it's funny. Cause I have a friend who also is bipolar and mm. she, she's like, you know, meetings aren't for me. And like, she's doing great now. And like, I'm doing well and we're both, you know, taking it different ways. Yeah. And there's no, exactly. yeah. There's no way wrong to heal, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like a little bit judged sometimes or like outcasted by mm-hmm. the AA community, I feel like, because yeah, you're I, not really I, sober. I didn't <laughs> go through the steps and I am technically California sober. Yes. I will like, I'll smoke weed. I mean, I, everyone knows I'm high for these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't really enjoy weed that much anyways. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'll take it every once in a while. And I've also been like microdosing and doing mm-hmm. shrooms but I don't do it in like to get fucked up or high yeah. so or swear- to not feel anything like, like well, yeah. I'm, I'm using it as a healing and therapeutic experience yeah, because it is, yeah. like psychedelics and shrooms make you feel more. It's not like, mm-hmm. numbing you, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. AA, it just, it was, I think like you, like, I think I would have been more depressed by it. Also I have, I've had, it's been worse, <laughs> but um, I have really bad social anxiety and that's why I clung to drinking for so long. Yeah. So, so yeah, it brought me back to like feeling like I was in school, and, like yeah. which I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, I I was really triggered by the religious aspect of it. That's funny that you say that because that's why I don't go to in person meetings yeah. for um bipolar disorder or depression because they're held in churches and I have oh. like religious trauma. Me too. Me too. So <laughs> here we go. Get let's get them out of basements of churches. Yeah, not do it here. Yeah, and just the whole, even the the serenity prayer, which is oh, we never had to now. do that. I didn't the, know that was a part of AA. Oh yeah, it's the prayer. The God grant me yeah, the yeah, yeah. that the things that I cannot change, blah blah. blah. Yeah. But they would always kind of say sometimes like, and again, it is about finding the right meeting. There's yeah, out there. I totally but get that. When I was going to it was all old people, so I yeah. was like so depressed is this what I look like I was like is this what's gonna happen like I'm gonna be here and like because there were like set like a lady who was like in her 70s came up to me afterwards and I was like and she was like that is hard and I was like 28 and I was like almost ashamed and she was like no it's amazing that you're fixing it now and I was like but I I don't want to be coming to meetings at 75. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I don't want to be at this church basement. This I was like, that was way too much on my first day. But um, yeah, I get, that's my other thing with AA. And a lot of times they will say like, it's whatever God you believe in. It doesn't Yeah, happen. that's the but, one. You know, which is great. But I, I just get really, really triggered. And, yeah. Yeah, really which is, okay, really that's funny. really funny too, that we're both like, oh, we have social anxiety and this is that. Mm. Girl, you just stand up. 
I know. But so do I. So I haven't in like a couple of years, but like, isn't that I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get in a little brighter topic here, but even though obviously Sprite is a bright topic, but I want to hear about your stand up and if like, obviously your sobriety played into that and not obviously content creation did tell me about it. So basically I've, I went, you know, I've always wanted to be an actor. I went to Film Academy, got my AFA in acting for film. I was in like a sketch comedy troupe um, in like 2016. And that was where I really was falling in love with comedy. And um, and uh, people have always told me that I'm funny. I mean, I don't want to be like, no, you are funny. Yeah, <laughs> no, I totally get it. I, I always really say, funny. I always <laughs> say, you can call me ugly. You can call me fat, but you cannot call me. You gotta say I'm not funny. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so that's where, I, yeah, during this comedy troupe, I, I was like, wow. And it was sketch comedy. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, written oh, out and everything. Yeah. And I was like co-producer, co-director. It was with actually your favorite ex-girlfriend. Oh my, is so, that how you guys met? Yeah. No, I, we Oh, met, okay. Um, um, from school, her uh, ex-wife and uh, I were in a class together. That's and so then cool. And then, yeah, it was, oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. I've seen your, yeah, your stories together and stuff. Yeah. I think I've told Angela before, or not your Angela, sorry. <laughs> I told Tessa before that um, I was like, yeah, I got to come to LA and like brunch with you girls. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so I was doing that. Um, so fun. I went with Tessa one time to an open mic mm-hmm. at Clappers and I watched her do stand up and I was like, I never want to do that. Like, yeah. That seems terrifying. Like, I'm not saying that she did bad or anything, but no, it's, you know, it's intense. It's intimidating, especially when you know jokes. Yes. The people who say comedy is easy are not funny. (laughs) And I will die on that comment. I know. know. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I went to a Q and a for, with Brian Cranston, like years ago. And I remember the one thing he said that really stood out to me. He was like, every actor at some point in their career needs to try stand up at least once. He was like, it's one of the best tools an actor can, you know, experience because of Mm -hmm. the vulnerability and, you know, all this stuff. So then in 2020, when I got sober, people had been asking me a lot, like, you know, do you do stand up? Just like me telling stories. And I was like, no, but maybe. And and then my sister had a friend who was a stand up comedian and I started going to her shows and I was like, Mm -hmm. I think, I think I could do this. Like this like really fun and I just I wanted something challenging and scary because now that I was yeah. so and you know I was like you know learning to fall in love with myself again mm-hmm. and you know that you know self-confidence you get from sobriety that I never would have been able to do stand-up before because I was so broken in my within myself mm-hmm. you know yeah um and then yeah and then what happened oh my her friend uh got a free workshop at this um like at flappers Mm -hmm. uh for like a stand-up like three-hour thing and I was like okay I'll go and I did it and then I just learned that basically it's like it's scripted I always thought stand-up was people just walking up and like making things up I don't know why and that's why it's so intimidating oh I thought that too and you know what's funny about that do you ever watch the marvelous Mrs. Maisel yes Yes. So good. So good. Oh, but when she does her like freestyle oh jokes, yeah. I'm like, that's not how it's done. My husband's like, just so watch quick. the damn show, Emily. Just yeah. laugh. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, people are going to get the wrong impressions about comics. We work so hard behind the scenes. He's like, yes. just watch the movie. The I know. I'm like, there's no way. Or I'm like, I want to be that It's good. intimidating. But yeah, once you figure that out, 
Yeah. And I work for a dinner detective murder mystery company. Oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's on Saturdays and I've worked for them for since 2016. That's so and, cool. Um, I'm one of the hosts. So like, you know, it is a lot like stand up because yeah. I have, I kind of have a script, but like, and I have certain jokes to punch like mm -hmm. and hit and I'm starting the show and start, you know, starting the, the energy. Yeah. So then when I did stand up, so from that workshop, they offered us a, a show. They were like, we'll give you a show, a nice. three minute spot. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, um, and then when I realized that it was so similar to like dinner detective, I was like, oh, I feel so comfortable up here. Like yeah. you know, it's acting. It's acting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then from there I started taking classes and then that was uh, my first show. I believe it was April third yeah last year oh my yeah. god so you've been doing stand-up for a year over a year oh, yeah. now congratulations thank you yeah now I'm producing my own show I have a monthly oh my show god really the comedy therapy show it's at a place in uh, LA it's a speakeasy so it's comedy and disco afterwards that's cool uh, yeah what's and it called what's the place called uh, the place is called Songbird Cafe. Okay, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm really excited. And yeah, I've been doing shows. Like every time I think I'm slowing down, like I'm like, oh, I don't have that many shows coming up. And then it's like, boom, boom, like more. Good. Today. That's yeah. awesome. No, and like, so I, it's so funny because I said that like season one of this, which is season one of this podcast. And I was like, I'll probably do 10 episodes and then take a few months off. Here I'm recording episode 17, I think. <laughs> No way. <laughs> and I keep saying to myself, I'm like, when you're done with the podcast, it was like, start doing open mic nights. Start yes. like, cause I always keep kind of writing. Yeah. But, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I live in the same town as Tom Brady. There's a lot of jokes to be made. Yeah. So yes. yes. Also speaking of um, where I am, if I post these videos and anyone sees, I am currently in my childhood bedroom <laughs> near uh, <laughs> Buffalo, New York. And I am sitting on the I floor. Was that thing in the back it looks like it's the a, um, a tree it's like a Christmas decoration that I couldn't like fit. a headband that was oh. like from Mean Girls like you remember when she's like no, that's literally what it is that those is are that what it is flower headbands and then that's a balloon from like when I got married which was like two years ago oh my god I, I don't know. know yeah so if anything obviously like sounds different and stuff this is oh I showed Angie earlier I have Justin Bieber with me Yes. My husband goes, how old is he there? I said, 18. Is he really? He looks here, so young. Yeah, this is from 2012. It says it on the back. Ancient. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost vintage. Yeah, so it's the old childhood bedroom. But, oh, my God. Do you want to play a game really quick? Yes. Absolutely. All right. I want to throw at some would you rathers. Okay. okay, so they'll start out pretty easy. And then I think there's like four or five. So it's not, not too scary. <laughs> All right. Would you, would you rather be on Instagram live with food in your teeth the whole time or all of a sudden your dog just poops in the background? <laughs> I think dog poops in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, I didn't do it. It was my dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And honestly, like that's probably what they're doing right now. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. You ready for this next one? Yes. Yes. Would you rather trip on stage doing stand up or have your pants rip down your butt seam? And these are not manifestations, I promise you. I did this with Alexis Water about her wedding, and none of that's going to happen either. <laughs> um, the pants are split on my butt. Yeah, like great right down the seam. You could put that in the act now that I'm thinking about right. it. Yeah. I guess I would probably rather trip. Mm -hmm. You don't fall. You just trip. I just trip. I yeah. kind of not before. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just got to play it into it. Whatever happens, you just play it into it. It's the rug, like, you know, it like. Yes, goes, or the cord. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, oh, oh, oh sorry, you know, because uh, I feel like I can make a so joke. So this is me. More out of that. <laughs> 100%. So this is me. This is my first time walking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you, you say tripping then? I think I, I'd say tripping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Was I, I had, recently I had a show where I had uh, a white, like a piece of white fluff uh-huh. right on my like the JJ area. No. Oh. Oh and my, my friend gosh. Claire, she was like, I swear I didn't see it. But I was like, I felt really like awkward. Like people were looking at me like I had a booger or something, you know? Because they're all like, does she know? Does I was she like, know? oh. <laughs> it's bound to happen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to relive that. <laughs> oh, that thorns. I got to check my crotch every time I do stand up now. <laughs> exactly. I make sure it flies up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather have your therapist show up to your comedy show or your ex's parents? Oh, oh, my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Your therapist probably gets a free comedy show every week, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I have a lot of jokes about my ex. In my I, I figured so. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't think they want to hear this. <laughs> it's all but for content. They probably follow me on, I don't know if they're on Instagram, but that's why yeah. I'm careful not to post too much on Facebook because that's where oh, I'll yeah. Yep, yep. That's where everyone knows everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to post my jokes on here. (laughs) I have two more left. Okay. All right. Would you rather, oh, these are saucy. Would Uh you rather accidentally upload a nude on your story or accidentally go on Instagram live as you're, and as I wrote, doing the dirty, but people can only hear what's going on? Yeah. It's a real Sophie's choice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess you're like, where's the pass button? No, no, I'm thinking of the pros and cons of both because a nude, I'm like, I look good. Okay. Mind like people seeing that, but, and then also sober bodies. Yeah, exactly. I could never, I never realized I had real cheekbones and that like, I'm not just supposed to be puffy all the time. Me too. Oh my god! It was so pop. Like yes, and I literally like look at. We're gonna get tangent, obviously, but I (laughs) literally look at pictures of me like weighing the same when I was um drinking, and I still I look so different. So different. Wild. I always thought those like pictures they would show you before and after. It's like no one looks at. I was like, oh my god, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look how good I look now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, yeah. So the pro, the pro of the other one is that they can't see you, but yes. they can hear you. Yes. I'm also okay with, because I think I sound pretty sexy. <laughs> you might get some like hits in your Venmo. People yeah. send you, you never know. Or from both. <laughs> when we're talking nude, like how nude? Whatever you take. Because I mean, it's personal, you know? She's like, is it my butthole or my nipple? Okay, I guess I'm going to go with mainly because like I'm just overthinking it and I'm like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Instagram stories can go to my Facebook stories and then my uncle <laughs> can see it. So my I grandma guess, will never talk to me yeah. again. So I guess I would do the one, the having sex with somebody. You can't see us, but you can hear us because okay. a lot of times people will look at a story and they can't hear, you know, their volumes. Oh, that's up. true. Yeah, but they'll always see your titties. They'll always see, yeah, and they could screenshot them, <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Do it. <laughs> okay. Last question. Last okay. would you rather. 
Okay. Would you rather go on a date with someone who ends up being related to your ex or a near perfect 10, except they hate dogs? Except they hate dogs? Yeah. You like found that out after you were like, oh, they're nearly a 10. And then you're like, they hate dogs. And you're like, whoa. I know. I'm telling you, I'm getting good at these. Yeah. <laughs> the How discomfort. I-, I feel your energy. <laughs> I'll say. Oh my God. Okay. So how related to my ex? Like, um, not- I'll say second cousin. Second cousin. Cause like you didn't like really know that obviously. Cause you wouldn't have, if you pursued that, I'm like making a whole backstory. So you yeah. met on a Wednesday. It was brunch. Okay. 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 Uh, but then you'd still be in with the family. Yeah. Like, but maybe they won't get invited to the wedding. Obviously. I didn't have a lot of second cousins at my wedding, but like your name will probably come up at Christmas. <laughs> yeah no I think I'd have to go with the 10 but hate like how much does he hate dogs like he can't be around them because I can make someone love him like everybody loves <laughs> like you know I don't I'm about to say I don't even know if that's a real question <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like does two plus two equal five or purple <laughs> take your answer <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with the 10, but he hates dogs because I feel like I could. Okay, that's valid. I get that. I get that. All right. Well, thank you for playing that. That was really amusing. That was fun. I'm going to professionally sell these questions. I've gotten very good at them. My mom was like, what are you doing on your computer? And I was like, coming up with questions. (laughs) I do have one more question for you, though. I know. All right. One more question. What is something? I don't know why I looked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is something in your life that you stopped faking that has made your life better? Um, I've stopped faking that I'm okay. Yeah. I think that is a big one because I think that was a huge thing with my drinking was I was just trying to mask that I was okay, you know, and just like drinking in solitude and not really telling people how much I was struggling. But when I got sober, I'm like, no, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And that is fine. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to receive help. Like, I just think, you know, it's, that's the freedom I've gotten from sobriety is just like really living in my truth and being like, you know what, today I'm really depressed. I don't have a reason why this is yeah. just who I am. And that's okay. And I can own that and like not make excuses and try to fake it, fake that I'm like, on top of the world all the time. Like, that's just I love not- that. Yeah, not the reality. I really, I, I love that so much. I find that I've learned to like give myself grace since yes, being sober. Yes, totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, like a- I love that answer. That's definitely my favorite thing I've gotten out of this podcast. Obviously, besides getting to talk to other content creators I've known for a long time, like you, but is to get these answers because, like I said, a lot of my follow or um, my guests. Um, except for my brother, obviously <laughs> I've known from like Instagram yeah. and asking them this question. It's so cool. Cause we all were such different people in 2015 and like, we're continually going to become different people. Cause if we're not, then you're just like not having fun in life. You're not hey, learning. Yeah. yeah you yeah. gotta keep going. Yeah. But, um, that was such a beautiful answer. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Cause, um, once I get like a lot of these episodes wrapped up, I'm excited to continually like post these answers. Yes. They're, they're always so inspiring and just, yeah. they're so good. So thank you so much for your answer. It mm-hmm. was great. Angie, where can people follow you? Um, I will put whatever she says in the description of the episode. So okay. let us hear it. 
I have too many accounts, but um, me too. Me too. <laughs> so you can follow me on Angela Joy Comedy. You can follow me on Daily Shit Talk, which is like the memes and all that. You could also follow my personal page, which is Angela Joy Dubno. I will. I'll send you all this. Okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, my TikTok is Angela Joy Comedy, as well as my YouTube, Angela Joy Comedy. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, thank I got to thank you so much of for course. having me. So oh my fun. God. I, like I said, I keep pushing episodes and episodes because I'm like, oh, I want this person to be on this season. I want this person to be on this season. So <laughs> it'll end one day. But yeah, to my followers, um, wrapping up this season, I am going to have a give- giveaway starting in a couple weeks. So stay tuned and I will be back next week. Bye.